Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First and foremost, it's free. The easy-to-use creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If we can do it, trust me, you can too. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for the shit show. Do, do, do. All right, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the shit show. That We're going to begin loud. our introductions with Greg OJ Mayer. Welcome to the studio. Good night, fellas. How y'all doing? My fans out there, don't forget to follow the show on TSS underscore fantasy underscore football on IG. And on Facebook is TSS. Get them followers up. Damn, he didn't let you get in the door before he hit you with the plug. Hold on. Will you, you got his <laughs> You got to hey, ease but into I have a, that. I'm just wondering why he's just shouting out his own fans. Like, Whoa. what's up with the TSS family shout out? He went right That's in. Up. All right, well, speaking of the straw, anyway, <laughs> it's Mike the Straw Hernandez. Welcome to the studio, sir. I'm just saying, you just got to kind of ease into it, guy. You don't, don't be just slapping people in the face with tags. You got to give them a minute to <laughs> listen, listen, Mike, we just yeah. get the followers up, baby. It ain't about me. It's about us. It's about, I hear you. Shout I out hear you. to me. It's about the followers. All right, let's welcome the third musketeer, Fred, the King Rat Reyes. Welcome, Mr. Flip Phone. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's awake now. Our TSS family, if you'd like to email the show, please reach out to tssfantasy at yahoo.com to email any questions or any smack talk you got for these assholes. So we welcome it all. We appreciate it. Oh, damn, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to hear what these people got to tell us. I mean, you can't see the stuff we talk about. Mike, uh, you don't want to directly about the toilet bowl. Well, then you, Greg, you're the one that's going to be screening these emails because I'm not going to be listening to all the fake ones that Jason's going to be sending me. Well, I just have to. <laughs> I welcome all shit talk from Mike Hernandez. Please bring it in. All right, fellas, let's move right into things, and we're going to go to NFL headlines. Mm. We'll start off with, we talked last week about 
Aaron Rodgers fantasies, and they're starting to become reality. A lot of talk around the league about Aaron not wanting to come back, basically being upset with upper management. You know, I'm hearing from, you know, you hear both sides of it. I'm looking at it like, look, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I have Devontae Adams, and we go into the offseason. I'm looking at get, at another target so we can get nasty, and you get a backup quarterback. So I feel where he's coming from. Um, you know, the other side of it is, like, the Packers have to protect themselves as an organization as well. So, Greg, what do you think about this situation? Man, this is very, very tricky. But deep down, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to play this season. I don't think he's going to sit out the whole season. I don't think he's going to retire. And I don't think Green Bay is going to trade him. I think he's going to play for Green Bay. You see how many games are on the schedule in primetime for Green Bay? No. This, the, the NFL knows something. Aaron knows something. And Green Bay knows something. That man is going to play this year. Yeah, and that's what makes the first week of the season so interesting. Like, even up to the time we started recording, uh, there were still talks that maybe he's not. You know, you got Blake Bortles now ended up there, and now you start to see that, you know, this may just be where Devontae Adams, maybe he doesn't resign. We don't know. So um, it's going to be really interesting. I think that I, I'm not as sold that he is going to stay, but it could go either way at this point. It's too early to tell, but it's starting mm. to get hot. Mm. Mm. Well, I believe the Packers are fools. I heard there are rumblings <laughs> that they're going to yeah, – I heard this today. There are rumblings that they're going to offer Rodgers the highest guarantee ever for a quarterback. Mm. And this is right after you drafted his successor, Jordan Love, and went up to grab him in the draft. Mm. Now they are looking – now that makes him even worse is now Devontae Adams said that about his own contract – he doesn't know if he doesn't feel how he's gonna feel if Aaron Rodgers left. So I think this that whole team is in turmoil, which is pretty shocking because the the Packers usually get it pretty pretty good. So I'm I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sh- I don't know how, how it came to this. It's just terrible actually. Normally yeah, you're no, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, go ahead. No, that was that was me, Jason. I, but damn, Freddie, you think he's gonna walk away from that guaranteed money though? Like, if they give him that money, is, are you willing to walk away from that much money? I don't know. Brady does it all the time. <laughs> and normally, normally I would agree about the Green Bay Packers getting it right all the time. But in this particular situation, like, look at the Brett Favre. Did they handle that correctly? You know, mm. now, we're, now we're looking at the same situation again. I can understand where Aaron Rodgers is coming from. Um, but at the same time, you know, if, if he can't, produce a trade or a, or look listen at the end of the day aaron it's warm down here in south florida please oh, like, if listen oh, he plugged him by me listen, Damn. i don't want to say anything else please please anyway all right let's move on speaking of florida how about another headline and i really i don't want to be that show and bring up this guy all the time i just want to bring it up once since it is a headline how about mr tebow back in our lives again not for nothing. This is a mistake. The Jaguars are are basically making up for that they that they did they should have done this a long time ago when Tebow was actually a quarterback and could have helped their franchise out. He would have nobody goes to their games. He was a you know Florida guy would have sold out the stadium. At least now they're rectifying that with bringing him in. I don't know what kind of tight end he's gonna be, um, but who knows? He could. 
you know, with Urban Meyer, we ta- I talked about it last week, innovative offense. You never know how he might use Tim Tebow. Um, Mike, are you going to draft uh, Tim Tebow this year? I am not drafting Tim Tebow. I mean, people would be supr- wouldn't be surprised if I did, but I think that I think that I think that. Listen, if you don't like Tim Tebow, there's something wrong with you. If you don't like what he at least does on the field, as far as his his willing to do anything, I think he could be fantasy relevant if he was used. I don't think he's going to be used. I don't think he's going to be used. But if they were to use him in some trick plays, maybe uh, you knew that was coming. I want to hear what the what that is, Mike. Look, I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna speak. I'm gonna go on my soapbox for a minute. Well, no, you, you wait, messed up the order already. Order right? already yeah, so. yes, yes, because we already started. We talked about it already. Already, already messing Damn. it up. Go ahead, Frank. Go ahead, Frank. Look, 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 I think Tim Tebow. <laughs> look, look, we all know why Tim Tebow is really on the jag. It's because of his relationship with Urban Meyer. They live on the same block, three houses from each other now. Okay. Now, I think the real reason Urban's doing this is because eventually Tebow will be a coach. That's why he's doing it. I think he really, I heard his locker room presence is amazing. So that is the real reason they're doing this. I believe in the first couple of weeks, he's going to be a coach. All right. That's, that's really interesting. I don't know him in the first couple of weeks, but listen, at the end of the day, when team, Tim Tebow was doing his, you know, little, you know, quarterback run, he brought the Broncos to the playoffs and won in, I believe they were in Pittsburgh, not for yeah, nothing. Yeah, they won the playoff game. You're correct. Yeah. So, so. That's what I know, said. If you respect what he does on the field, yeah, he's and, always yeah, been that beast. And he was that like that beast in Florida. I mean, he played, run, he ran and he passed. I mean, he was that guy. He's a winner. At and, the, right. right. That's, what, that's a great point, Mike. I just wanted to also bring that up, Mike. Some people just know how to win. Exactly. Right, Mike? You know how that feels, right? We, we'll talk about my domination on you on video, uh, sports video games later. But, um, you know, some people just... talk about Tim Tebow? Say that again? I didn't get my chance to talk about Tim Tebow. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my bad. Go, please go right ahead, sir. Oh, thank you. I... <laughs> I'm going to go on my soapbox for a little bit. Ready? <laughs> Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. I want you to join me on my soapbox. Let's go about 10 years ago when Tim Tebow Circus came to New York. Ouch. 
And that's the downfall of the Jets. Ever since fucking Tim Tebow put on green and motherfucking oh, white. Oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, not man, wait, wait, Who wait, the fuck? Wait, Listen, hold wait. on, hold on. <laughs> Done. And, and this guy thing. tried to blame the New wait. York Jets stink on Tim Tebow. Mike, you think that stank came from Tim Tebow? Mike, Mike, we talked about this. Let me finish, please. Thank you. I didn't interrupt. <laughs> Tim Tebow, is t- this takes an opportunity from another player that's been playing the game, busting their ass at that position, and you're taking the opportunity from a young player to bring a circus to Jacksonville to try to fill Jay- these fucking seats. Greg, Tim Tebow- Greg, <laughs> Greg, 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 Greg. Who, who is Tim who is Jack? Who is Jacksonville's third string tight end? Wait, listen. You know what Tim Tebow's been doing for eight years? Playing for the fucking Mets in minor league baseball. This is bullshit. This is this is what happens when you know people in high places. So fuck Tim Tebow in the circuit. Oh, he's a winner. He won in fucking college. End of story. He won in the NFL. That's not true. He won in the NFL as well. I just want to strike two. You know, you know, I got to agree with Greg on this one. And, you know, we really don't agree. But Mike Tannenbaum <laughs> today, earlier in the day, he said, the worst thing I ever did was bring Tim Tebow to New York. We try to make him. <laughs> we try to make him Brad Smith when we let Brad Smith go and it Thank backfired. You. The circus came to town. Thank you. The man running, running with his shirt off during practice. Fuck out of here. Fuck the Tim Tebow show. All right. Well, all right. Well, like I said, I don't want to be that show. He doesn't really deserve that much time yet, you know, so let's move on until he's fantasy relevant. All right. Speaking of NFL headlines, as we know, the NFL schedule came out yesterday and we have lots of juicy nuggets and we're just going to quick, quickly go over the first four weeks. Um, some games that we like. Unfortunately, I got the um, I was polite and let them pick. So next time, I'm just going to pick first and tell these guys they can fuck themselves instead of giving me all the scraps. So I'm going to start, though. But I am going to start. I found a decent game in week one, Cardinals versus Titans. I mean, not for nothing. Hey, to pay homage to to my favorite fantasy um, show on YouTube, Kyler Murray, Hopkins, and we're done, right? I mean, but now adding A.J. Oh, Green. no, he did it. No, Adding A.J. Green <laughs> to an already nasty offense who's, you know, again, he's aged up, but, you know, he still can catch the football. Um, you also had the upgrade in defense with J.J. Watt, so the Cardinals are on the uprise. And we talked about the Titans, you know, last week. Not for nothing, he still have Tannehill, Henry, and A.J. Brown. So they're very fantasy relevant. So that's a pretty decent game. Fred, what do you? Uh, what was your pick? I put uh, Kansas City Chiefs versus Cleveland week one. Uh, two very young teams. Uh, we know Casey is, is one of the best teams in the league. But, you know, Cle- Cleveland did sign the defensive end and shore up their defense a little bit. They do get uh, OBJ back. So I think that game, that first week, will tell us – I mean, they're going to tell us too much because it's the very beginning, but where they both stand, I think that could be a really high-scoring, uh, really entertaining game. That's why I picked the Cleveland and Kansas City Chiefs game. Well, I went with Jets at Panthers for week one. Name me a starting cornerback for the New York Jets. Anyone, anybody. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a revenge game for Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, and you're going to have a healthy CMC against a questionable New York Jets defense. If I had, if you draft CMC next year and Robbie Anderson, start him this week one because it's going to be nasty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> I don't know how you follow that. <laughs> uh, I was going to take, I was going to go with the Dallas uh, Bucks game. I mean, we'll see what, you know, it's hard to repeat in this league and you see a Brady. We don't know what's going to happen with Dak, uh, but I decided to switch it. I'm actually going to look because of what's going on right now. I'm still, I'm really, really, really intrigued with the Aaron Rodgers situation. So I want to see that first week (laughs) Packers at the saints. And I want to see, yeah. And you know, Hey, you, Aaron Rodgers could be uh, interviewing for his future job. He might end up with the saints. If he stays in the NFC, some of those big name QBs, I like Aaron Rodgers with all the weapons that they have there fantasy-wise. That would be my sexy pick if Aaron Rodgers. But week one, I probably will watch the Packers games. So let me say, number one, Aaron Rodgers don't need to interview first and foremost. But um, also, one other thing, I watch a lot of football like during the season. I, I have a lot of TVs up at home, and I can promise you – that the Jets fucking Panthers game ain't gonna be nowhere near my television set. So just what to, the just to, just to bring that to a close. Hey, all right. That's like the opposite of what you were supposed to pick. You're supposed to pick the games to watch. Like ain't nobody. <laughs> it ain't playing in no sports was, bars. Mike, Mike, oh. it, was, it ain't gonna be oh, relevant, oh. Even the colors don't match. It's disgusting. Hey. This is Sam Darnold might be a sneaky pick for week one. I'm just saying against the badass. Oh Jets my yeah. Well, no, revenge game. It is a revenge yeah. game. You never know. Yeah. It, All it, right, it. let's move. Let's move on to week two. Um, and for week two, I found us a little sexy matchup with the Cowboys and the LA Chargers. I mean, not for nothing. This is it's early. Prescott, Cooper. You know, you got um, Zeke Elliott. On the Chargers side, of course, Herbert, and, you know, they added Jared Cook to the offense, obviously Keenan Allen, um, and upgraded their line a little bit. So, you know, not for nothing, Herbert was on a roll, and this could be uh, big for fantasy on both sides. Um, Greg, what did you pick? Well, I picked the Sunday night game for week two, which is Chiefs at Ravens. Ooh, sexy. I like that. Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, CEC. You got the young receiver that they drafted for Lamar. Yo, I, get your popcorn ready. Get a nice cold one. Sit down. Enjoy the game because you know this is going to be the shit. So enough, no, nothing else got to be said about this. Sunday night, Chiefs at Baltimore. Yo, get who's CEC? The kid, the rookie. <laughs> D.H. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm on my, I'm on my oh, second class no. Remy. I'm sorry. I don't have class. the rhythm to be following this trash every time. Like he throws me <laughs> off my timing. I'm Mike, like, I, Mike. I get stuck in like, my mouth's open. I'm like, what is your mouth open? <laughs> Pause. All right. Mike. So listen, we're gonna talk about a real game. We're gonna talk about real mm. fantasy stuff. We're talking mm. about Josh Allen mm. at the Dolphins. Mm. We talking about I Josh agree. Allen be having that Dolphins you. number. 
33. <laughs> he's averaging 33 points against uh, the Bills are against the Dolphins and Ooh. 2-0 and last year. I mean, it's going to be nasty. Josh Allen is going to be in that starting lineup for sure on week two. So you're just going to talk about <laughs> Josh Allen, no one else. Okay, Fred. No. Well, I am picking the Rams versus the Colts. Now, we had a 10 to 15-minute conversation about the damn Colts last week and the <laughs> fantasy value. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is, so, so, and we were talking about Carson Wentz compared to Phillip Rivers. Was it an upgrade? Well, we're going to find out that night because they're going against that Rams defense. We're gonna, we talked about the running backs. So this game right here will show you how – the line will stack up. The running backs will stack up. Carson Wentz will stack up against the Rams defense. That's why I picked this game. Good one. Yeah, not for nothing. Um, I actually like Mike's the best. But um, I, a funny story, last year, this was the actual week two game in Miami. And, that's, you know, it was still kind of COVID scary. Um, but I went down for the home opener. And it was really funny because it, where, from where I was sitting – you know, the Bills, they were fucking trashing the, the defense. And, you know, it was kind of quiet in a stadium. So, you know, you know, I'm kind of loud sometimes. Sometimes. And I, <laughs> and I yelled down, have some fucking pride. And, I mean, you should – I mean, everybody down – I mean, everybody looked up. So, I know they heard my ass. So, Dolphins, you better have some fucking pride week two. Bring Security. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's let's move on to week three. And um, yeah, there were some good matchups here. I actually found a a nice one. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers and the ongoing saga, how about Packers and 49ers? That's going to be a good matchup. Um, This is the possible landing place for Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, who knows? Is Jimmy G going to be starting this game? Like, who knows at that point? Um, You know, he could he could be hurt in preseason. You know, he's Mr. Glass at this point. Um, and I'd like to see, you know, what Aaron's going to do against the 49ers defense, which is still pretty stout. Uh, Mike, who'd you pick? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov pact. Um, I like the, speaking of what Fred touched on, uh, I like the Colts Titans. I actually like the matchup uh, fantasy wise. I think that it could be a huge game for Henry on this one. Javon Clowney on the defense, keeping that field short. Carson Wentz is probably going to be a mess from the week before against the Rams. I mean, I like a good game out of uh, Chris Henry that game. Uh, We talked about my little dark horse receiver from that team last (laughs) week. So, I think that you can see a lot of different uh, looks out of the Titans, but the Titans should uh, 
provide a lot of fantasy points on that week. I went and picked uh, the Chiefs and Chargers. Division game, two young quarterbacks. I, I You know, I, I really learned to respect Herbert. Um, I really like what he did last year, and That's I hope he doesn't get that sophomore slump. I hope he's. He, I hope he can stay up there and and really challenge for that division. Because um, uh, if he gets better, that'd be that. Just I think this division is really fun. Um, of course, it's the Chiefs. Uh, San Diego always gives them a run as well. So I think this this fantasy matchup is gonna just be awesome. I think there's gonna be a lot of points for everybody all the way around. Yeah, and not only fantasy, like just in in football wise as well. Like you're right on point. Um, last year, actually, when the, their first matchup, Herbert found out I think a couple hours before the game he was starting and brought them to overtime. So I mean, this is a that was a great game, and this could be a potentially you know big fantasy points. You got a lot of big players in this matchup. So yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. one there. All right, let's move on to our final week, week four. Um, You know, this one, I found basically the running back bowl here. My pick was the Cleveland Browns versus the Minnesota Vikings. You got Hunt and Chubb on the Brown side with Dalvin Cook and the Vikings. I mean, I I don't know, man. If If you go running back heavy, this is the game for you to watch. Plus, you know, not for nothing, the offensive, uh, you know, excuse me, the passing attack on both teams is nasty. So this could be an all-around good fantasy game um, uh, points-wise for, you know, anyone you put in this matchup. Mike, who did you pick for this matchup? Uh, This is going to be the Thursday night game. Uh, The Bengals and the Jags, uh, you know, you're going to see a lot of what we're going to see out of Trevor Lawrence by then, four games into the season. Uh, we'll see Burrow, uh, see him. Joe Mixon should get a good amount of yards on that game. Uh, we'll see what we can get out of the Bengals offense against the Jags on Thursday night. I think the Arizona Cardinals versus the Rams, uh, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins going over to LA versus a very tough Rams defense. Um, it's already going to be week four of this season, like Mike said. Um, so by this time, you already know who's, you know, which way we're steering. Either going to be pretty good, mediocre, or okay, you're a facade and you're shit, or you've just been playing like shit the whole time. <laughs> so, but but this game, I think for the Cardinals, is going to be big for them, especially week four against the Rams. Well, I got revenge game. If you guys saw the headlines this past week. Um, actually, this today, when Brady came out and said, this game is like your high school friends meeting your college friends. <laughs> Bucks yeah. versus Pats. Brady game of the season. New England. Game of the season. I'm sorry? I'm going to be watching that for the game of the season. That might be a real one. And Sunday night. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. You got Brady. You got Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Godwin, Rojo, Fournette. Going into New England against that revamp offense, bro, yeah. you can't say nothing more than this. This is like you said, my game of the season. Yeah. Who's going to – is it going to be Bill or is it going to be Tom? Like the GOAT versus the GOAT. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So game, of the, game of the year right here. I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if I'd go as far as game of the year. It's week four, so I think we should slow down a bit. But I definitely <laughs> think it'd be it's a too good game. I mean, if we, you know, we have a lot of weeks to cover, and I guarantee on next week when we 
cover weeks five through nine, I bet all of us will find a game of the year as, with that as well. I mean, are we talking about before the season, and we're talking about storylines. I mean, Brady versus <laughs> it's Bill a good storyline. That's a good story. Hey, so you talking about the greatest quarterback of yeah. all time? Listen, going against possibly the greatest coach of all time, where he Here. helped that coach win six Super Bowls, bro. Come Greg, on, I, Greg, you don't I, want to see Brady throw balls against Belichick's defense. Come on, Greg, you don't want to see that, Greg, Jason. I know, Greg. I know that you understand this sentiment. <laughs> fuck Brady and fuck <laughs> Belichick. Fuck them both. I don't want to see either of them. Fuck both them guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special treat for you. I have brought in our fantasy um, injury expert for the football season. We have Dr. Jeffrey Miller, DPT, on. But before we go to this segment, we're going to kick to our friends at 407 Candles. And we'll be right back. Honey, I'm home. What's that amazing smell? Did you make my favorite cobbler? I sure the hell did not, honey. It's my new candle, Blueberry Cobbler. Where did you get such an amazing smelling candle? Oh, 407 Candles. I found them on Facebook and they have an Instagram too. When I did my daily shopping, I found out they have some other wonderful scents as well. Honey, when you make me a sandwich later, afterwards we must go online and check out all their wonderful scents. Oh, honey, you will starve because I won't make that sandwich, but yes, let's do that. Well, at least it'll smell good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in. That's right, our resident expert on injuries for this season coming up, Dr. Jeffrey Miller. Welcome to the studio, sir. Thank you, Jason Cooper. I've got to tell you, this is my second time being on the radio. Wow, that's actually very impressive. Second time. My first time was in the early 1990s. I called into an Orlando Magic postgame show, got through, and got the question incorrect. The answer was <laughs> the Utah Jazz that that particular year had the highest or tallest average starting lineup. And I incorrectly guessed the Indiana Pacers. So my first experience in the radio didn't go particularly well. I hope this goes a little bit better. I hope so as well for the sake of the show. I have to agree. And actually, um, unfortunately, your coolness factor has gone down a bit as we begin. So I just wanted to give you that heads up. As well. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try to redeem myself moving forward. Then. <laughs> All right. Let's go into the um, offseason. Well, we'll go into last year um, because we don't have any big major injuries yet to discuss, but we'll talk about last year's injuries. We'll talk about some key players in fantasy, of course. Let's begin with the big dog of them all as far as uh, ranking is concerned, Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. Let's, if you would, just kind of break down what happened injury-wise and where is he at in his progress for the seat for the start of this season. So Saquon Barkley, out of all of the players we're going to discuss today, is the one that I am most bullish about and feel most confident about a successful return. And I'm going to be really ambitious with this and say, I don't think we're going to see any hint of him being slowed down by his injury. I'm feeling very good about Saquon Barkley for a couple of reasons. Number one, this is a week two injury. And so he's had quite a bit longer to recover than everybody else we're going to discuss today. So I'm encouraged that just from a timing perspective, 
that he's ready to hit the ground running. See what I did there? Hit the ground running uh, <laughs> on his, <laughs> his first day back on the field. Um, so. The other reason is that this is a relatively uncomplicated knee injury as far as contact injuries go. So here's what I mean by that. Saquon Barkley had his right knee buckle while being tackled. So if you didn't see the video, his foot was planted, he was hit, and that knee buckled inward from underneath him. And the result was this pretty nasty injury, his ACL, his MCL, and his medial meniscus. And we see this pretty commonly that those three are torn together. And this injury has a lot of fancy names. They call it the unhappy triad, the unholy triad, the triad of O'Donohue. A lot of different ways people refer to that. But regardless of the name we give it, it's the ACL, the MCL, and the meniscus. Now, surgeon, I'm certain, did a great job, and it was a week two injury. But I actually want to talk about something Saquon Barkley said himself. So if you'll bear with me, I want to quote him real quick. Please. He said, sometimes they see when you do an ACL reconstruction, your ACL becomes 10 times stronger, to be honest. And so I just want to kind of take that and give it a little bit of context. So what he was referring to is how strong, specifically for anybody on the medical side listening to this, the tensile force ability of the ACL. And it refers to how much pulling apart force the ACL can handle. And he was saying that your ACL becomes stronger after a reconstruction. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong about that. In fact, there's a orthopedic surgeon in town who, um, in a great amount of hubris, says that he gives patients a stronger ACL than God did, which (laughs) I'm not sure how I feel about him saying that, but there's a little bit of truth to that. So Saquon was wrong in that it's not actually 10 times stronger. Here's what the data says. There's this great article published in 2005 in the Journal of the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons. And the authors, it's co-authored by Robin West and Christopher Harner. And it looks at the ultimate tensile strength of the ACL, of the natural ACL, or native ACL as they call it, as well as some of the different graft options. And here's what they published. The native ACL has a tensile load of 2,160 newtons. Can you translate that to pounds for us? Me? (laughs) (laughs) No? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, that's all right. I'm ready to do it. The native ACL has an ultimate tensile load of 2160 newtons. That equates with just under 500 pounds worth of force. That's a staggering amount. But one of the graft options, the patellar graft, takes just under 3,000 newtons, and then a hamstring graft just over 4,000 newtons. So Saquon Barkley wasn't wrong. His new ACL is, in fact, stronger than his old ACL. However, his number was a little off. It's not 10 times stronger. It's about 50 to 100% stronger than his original. Wow. So I expect he's going to be back up on the field. I am most bullish about him out of everybody we're going to discuss today. Wow. All right. Well, with all those listening, that means draft Saquon with confidence, it sounds like to me. All right, let's move on to Dallas, where we're going to explore the quarterback situation. Dak Prescott 
he was actually, um, you know, I, I know the, the NFL knowledge isn't as broad, but just so you're aware, Dak Prescott last year was on fire last year, like literally blowing it out. And then his injury happened. So let's discuss his injury mechanics of it. And where do you think he is at um, in his recovery stage for the season? Yeah, so we're here we have our first of two former SEC quarterbacks. Oh. So, yeah, got to just give a quick shout out to the SEC. And in particular, this is a Dan Mullen protege. And uh, I'm a big Dan Mullen fan myself. So I'm not going to miss an opportunity just to throw that his way. So Dak's injury was week five. This was October 11th. And if you were watching this game live, you heard the commentator say, this is one of those you don't want to see twice. Mm. This was particularly nasty. Mm. And so I watched this, and this is the one that concerned me the most out of everybody on the field. Mm. And here's why. This was a compound ankle fracture and dislocation. And compound refers to the bone breaking through the skin. And so do you remember Alex Smith's injury a couple of years ago? Yes, sir. Sure do. Alex Smith was almost retired by a similar compound fracture. And it wasn't the fracture that got him, but rather that small infection that creeped in from the football field. And he was septic because of this. And this almost ended not only his career, but his life. And so... Looking at Dak Prescott's injury, the fact that he escaped without a significant infection is just a little bit miraculous. But out of all of these, that's what worried me most was his risk of sepsis, something beyond the orthopedic concerns. So I'm I'm not going to be as bullish on him as I was on Saquon or in a moment as I'm going to be on Odell Beckham. Um just because I haven't seen anything. Sure. It's right, not an injury fair. that we can't come back from. It's not an injury I don't expect him to recover from. But I just want to to highlight how fortunate he is that this is all that happened. Sure. Well, Will, as the season progresses, um, or excuse me, as the season gets upon us, we'll get some more information on I'm sure we'll see, see him in camp and things like that. So then you can get a little uh, get a little highlight of him and kind of see how he's planting his foot and that type of thing. So I'm Perfect. Sure Check back. Absolutely. All right. Dak's a wait and see. We got it. All right. So let's move on to Odell Beckham. Let's talk about him. Um, he... You know, the Cleveland Browns, are they're poised to be a nasty, actually, team this year. Could be a surprise out of the AFC. The whole offense is juiced up, ready to go, especially if he's healthy. Um, what do you say about his injury um, and where he's at in his recovery? Yeah, I'm super bullish on Odell Beckham for a couple of reasons. Um, number one, and this is just kind of interesting. I'm not sure it affects his draft status as compared to anybody else, but his injury was a non-contact ACL injury. So we see Burroughs, we see Barclays. Those are contact injuries. Odell Beckham's injury is much more consistent with what we expect from the ACL. This was a landing injury where we had the knee buckle inward. And so the mechanism there is that the ACL, as it resists rotation within the knee, ends up popping. And so he's the one of the three ACL injuries we're discussing that wasn't caused by a direct, uh, a direct trauma or a contact from another player. So he had a surgery on November 10th, which puts him right about six months out. 
by the time the season begins, that's certainly adequate time by NFL standards to be back on the field. Now, if there's any kids listening, you should not be returning to high school football under one year after an ACL rupture and repair. However, Mm. Odell Beckham's getting paid to do this, so I'm comfortable (laughs) with his less than 12-month timeline on this. It was an interesting injury. You know, as I watched it the first couple of times, it was tough to be certain what exactly was happening. He landed with his foot way out in front of his body. I mean, this was an awkward landing position. Mm. And it's a position where it's tough to develop good control, good motor control, as we call it in therapy, when your leg is that far out in front of you. So what happens instead of the musculature of the leg supporting that landing, the load is transferred over to the ligamentous structure. So that's just a little bit about why it happened. I'm very bullish on him for this reason. I watched a video of him. This is from March. This is a two-month-old video. And he's sprinting on a treadmill, but he's not just sprinting. He's doing it under load. So he's been doing resisted running since he was just four months out from surgery. Mm. And although he was only moving forward in one plane, he looked strong. His running stride was symmetrical. And I feel like in that time between the March video and the season beginning, that he's going to have developed the lateral strength and cutting necessary to be back and effective. So just like Saquon, although maybe not to the same extent, I feel confident drafting Odell Beckham. Nice. All right. Now it'll be a big uh, pickup for some people this year, especially if that offense gets clicking like they're planning on to. All right. So let's move on to our final um, athlete of last year. And this guy, now this was a rookie last year that came on very strong as well, had a great season. And then towards the end, unfortunately, um, got hurt as well. So let's talk about Joe Burrow. Um, where, what? Talk about the mechanics of his injury and where he is at in his recovery stage. And boy, was this gruesome. Mm. I mean, this was tough to watch. So, you know, it's particularly tragic that his rookie season was prematurely ended. And this is week 11. So I have a couple of concerns with Joe Burrow, number one, week 11. So he's had a little less time than everybody else to recover. But it was a just gruesome hit on his own goal line. And he ended up not only tearing his ACL and MCL, and that's the anterior cruciate ligament and medial collateral ligament. So two of the four major ligaments of the knee torn, but also he injured his posterior cruciate ligament and meniscus. So this is nothing shy of a devastating knee injury. In fact, it was relatively similar in terms of the magnitude as the Willis McGahee injury when he was in college in Miami. Oh, I definitely remember that. Yeah, it was a little bit worse. He fully ruptured his PCL, if I recall right. But as far as the involvement. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. There's a lot of ligamentous involvement of this injury. So that worries me. Yeah, and like you said, it's it's tragic. That was his rookie rookie season. And he was gangbusters, but this season, um, you know, if if that if if the knee's strong, they actually drafted his college teammate, the big play receiver, um, for him. So, you know, it it's potential season next year as long as he can stand upright at least he's got to stand upright he's got to throw the ball if you listen to his words he said quote he's optimistic rehab is going very well and he's expecting to be there for the first snap of 2021 so he's optimistic maybe more importantly is what his surgeon says so his surgeon and i'm going to get his name wrong forgive me dr (laughs) neil l autry maybe all right, we'll, we'll roll with it. Uh, go with it. Um, if he's listening, forgive me for mispronouncing your name, sir. I, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> but he said he expects Joe to be on track for the beginning of next season. And so ultimately, I think that there's, there's some value in listening to what the surgeon says. But out of these four, I think Joe Burrow is my biggest concern about being ready to play week one. I'm not sure he's going to be confident scrambling on that recently reconstructed leg. Well, going back to, I know you haven't heard it, but back into one of the shows we did, I will just reference this. Mike, I guess you're not that fucking stupid after all. So, (laughs) all right, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor and a pleasure, and I hope we can uh, expect to have you during the season. We're going to uh, analyze, look at each player's injuries that happen, and hopefully you can give us some insight on what on what you think they'll come back. And um, as we move forward in these next few weeks, obviously injuries, mini camps opening up, so injuries are going to start popping up. So we're definitely going to be talking about those happening as well. So I do really appreciate you having on set, sir. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll see you next week, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is out. All right, Fred, what'd you think about the, what the doctor had to say? I I, I really liked what he said about Saquon Barkley. I, I felt the same way. Um, I think the injury happened so far in the beginning of the season. I think he's going to be really healthy, strong, um, and I and I, I really do think this is going to be the season that Saquon actually helps the Giants uh, uh, get into the playoffs. But I do totally agree with Dr. Miller. Uh, I loved all his analysis. That's your turn, Greg. No. Is that- oh my God. Yeah, Greg, you after me, dude. Jesus Christ. Oh, Strike three. <laughs> We said the fucking, I mean, Jesus Christ, one, two, three. It's not that hard. All right, you're up, Greg. Go ahead. First things first, where did the budget do? Yeah. <laughs> it pays to have friends, sir. It pays to have friends. They just took out 30 cents that we made. <laughs> That's so stupid. 
But no, all seriousness. Um, I like what he said about Saquon. Shit, I had Saquon for my first pick last year, but I won't be drafting Saquon this year. But I like to see Saquon come back nice and healthy and OBJ. OBJ would be would be such a big lift um to that Cleveland offense that you know him coming back healthy would be crazy. Dak, I'm scared about, man. Like I'm really scared with that ankle injury and not for nothing. Don't sleep on the NFC East defenses because going against Washington, Giants got a new, you know, they upgraded their pass rush. Um, Philly's not a pushover, so going out there with a with a bad will, I, don't, I, ain't, I, I ain't trusting Dak this year. Mm-mm. All I'm saying is that this Dr. Jeffrey Miller sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, I want to say that I agree completely with his analysis because these guys on the set will kind of make you feel like you're crazy when I knew that the guy got hurt that late last year. So I'm glad he was able to clear that up for me. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, it didn't do anything good for me. So, but small victories. Where did you victories. get your three from? <laughs> I just knew he got hurt late. That was all I was talking about. I was like, man, it, sounded, it felt like it was late in the season. When you get so. doctor in front of Hernandez, then you yeah. get money. Yeah, no time soon. <laughs> well, you know, we all play fantasy for a long, long fucking time. We have titles on this show. We've been toilet bowl winners on this show. We've been winless on this fucking show. So what I want to bring up, I want to, I want to ask guys, I want to go around, you know, around the table. What do you prefer? Do you prefer trading or getting a nice pick off the waiver wire? Mike. Well, I'll go. I'll go ahead. Oh, let me. Let me. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. All right, I'll go ahead and begin. Um, well, as as you all know, and you know the long-standing history, um, I personally like to trade um, because <laughs> I basically wrote the book on the art of the deal um, in fantasy. There is no doubt about it. You can him and ha all you want, but all you guys know. That, you know, just like, you know, people say, well, I'm not going to say what people say, but basically <laughs> I wrote the art of the deal in fantasy. That is my personal favorite. Tainted. Anyway, uh, so I I don't have a lot as much uh, trade uh, experience as I would like. Most of my uh you know, roster is built off the waiver wire. So that's, that's because you beg. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Ooh. Man, I wish you were more clever. But bad. anyway, I would just say that if you're able to pick somebody who you see the potential in a game that others didn't see and you were able to scoop them up and they end up paying for you out at in the playoffs or late in the season, that's a good feeling. So because you bad. Stupid. I don't I don't really trade too much. I, I'm a I'm an expert drafter. So <laughs> <laughs> most of my my, most of my my team usually stays the same throughout this. <laughs> Where did he go? <laughs> I think he. Yo, went. Jason kicked him off the court. I know. I know crazy <laughs> shit. Jason said, "Get the hell out of here with that lies, <laughs> man. You out of here, buddy. Get your bitch ass to the fucking locker room." What are you talking about? You, you you missed all my shit. <laughs> oh, I can't, man. I can't with this guy. Wow. Um, so the expert drafter. Um, yes, that is me. 
the expert drafter. How many titles, sir? Two in 18 years. Yes, that's expert. Absolutely. Listen, right, I got two in 18 years, eight division titles, like three, right. four. Come on, man. All right, so we're going to move on on that note. We're going to take a quick commercial break by our to our uh, kick it to our friends at Island Pepper Skincare Products. Welcome to the island. Island Pepper Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpepperskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the pepper is always black. All right, we're back to do Ooh. our division breakdown. We're going to start again now with the AFC West. Let's begin with the AFC representative, the Kansas City Chiefs. And the offseason, looks like they added Jarek McKinnon. That was pretty much uh, the only like offensive fantasy-relevant player. But they did um, trade for Orlando Brown, um, and, as well as a couple guards as well. So they, they overhauled their line, which obviously hurt them late in the season, um, which obviously is fantasy-relevant, which keeps Mahomes up. It keeps the uh, running backs healthy. Mike Spicy pick from last year. Um, so we'll see on the Chiefs. I like what they did um, in the offseason. Mike, what do you think about the Chiefs? Um, yeah, they 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 really are. They, I think they took that Super Bowl loss personal, like <laughs> because they really did like amp up what was already a good O line, and you know they they drafted Creed Humphreys, uh, the center, and they already had a really good O line. So um, yeah, I think that. The Chiefs are they're still and they and they're still going into the season with a lot of cap space. So I mean the Chiefs got a good season going through. I mean, they'll probably end up winning the division again. Man, I love this division. It's so much fun. Um, you know, Casey and you know, I was in fantasy, I picked their quarterback. They I think they're the favorites to go back to the Super Bowl again out of the AFC. I mean, they still got Tyreek Hill. They still got Mahomes. They still got Kelsey. They revamped the line. They still got their running backs. Um, I believe he throws for, what, 35, 40 touchdowns again. It, I just love Kansas City, and I love this whole division. It's really fun to watch. Mike, did you watch the Super Bowl last year? Yeah. Did you see that O-line? That's what I'm saying. Tackles. They took it personally. Right. No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Which is why they took it personally when they drafted Creed Humphreys. You said the O-line was good. It was not. So the trade for Orlando Brown, <laughs> big. That's big. Big, big, big to keep Mahomes upright. And my thing that I, I, I really want to see next year is CEH going to break out. Because he was a lot of players number one running back off the board in the first <laughs> round and he did not live up to potential he so certainly did spicy pick last year i, I do gotta I, I, I gotta i gotta help out mike a little bit because during Wait, the playoffs let me finish why why friend hold on, hold on. Uh, so, all i want to say is i want to see him you know live up to his potential i don't think you know lady on is not going to come back losing sammy watkins no big deal for them but you know, they still got Mahomes. They still got um, Hill. They still got Kelsey. So, at building that 
um, offensive line better than what it was last year, it's going to be big, big time, big money. But it was already good. They just lost their two tackles right That's before the Super Bowl. Thank you. Word. My guy. They got yeah. hurt. Word. It, Word. it was good they all year. Good. They took the Super Word Bowl good. personal. That's is what I said. That Word they were good. like, yeah, they got smashed good. in the face. And they I, I really upgraded. They... All right. Let, let Mike, you're, Mike, feel vindicated. L.A. Chargers. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. At the addition of Jared, Jared Cook, they also helped their line out as well. Um, apparently they're very big on this Josh Palmer as well out of Tennessee. He's a playmaker. They said he was a little inconsistent, but he's still a big target. And you already have the targets that you have there already. So I like the chargers. I think they're definitely going to take a step up. Um, I don't think they're, um, you know, as far as challenging the chiefs ready, but as far as fantasy relevance, um, I think there's definitely some good fantasy potential all the way around on uh, LA. Greg, what do you think about LA? I, I like L.A., man. I like Herbert. My only concern is losing Hunter Henry. How's that going to affect that offense? How's that going to affect Herbert losing that security blanket? And I'm not sure about the backfield because Eckler's coming back off an of injury. And, um, you know, not not great, but he did a good enough job for them, you know, to help them win games. So I like L.A. I'm just concerned with losing Hunter Henry, man. That's that's a big piece of their offense right there. And I don't think Jared Cook is going to be the answer for them at tight end. I, I, I don't like him. I had him last year. He's too inconsistent. But Henry, I think that's going to be a big loss. He's definitely I mean, not going to step up when you say his name like that, Jared <laughs> Cook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like we touched on how good Herbert is, and I think that, you know, we just got a taste of how good he's going to end up being. They picked up a left tackle in the draft uh, to on his left tackle, which is going to uh, cover his blind side. It's just going to make him that much better. Um, the Chargers, I mean, they are a throwing offense. And, you know, Herbert's going to have a really good season this year. So the Chargers, yeah, not chief ready, but they're going to challenge. They're going to have some uh, good games in them. Chief Red. <laughs> I, I, I was making sure you were done. Wake your head up. What? There's really not much more to say. You guys took about five minutes apiece. Uh, <laughs> we just talked about Herbert the whole time. So I love the Chargers. I love watching the Chargers. I love seeing them play Kansas City. Like I said earlier, I hope he doesn't take a step back this year, Herbert. Uh, I would like to see him move forward. All right. Let's move on. Thanks for that snore fest, Fred. Let's move on to the Raiders. And this is like the one of those teams that I'm like confused about. Like, where, where, what are they? Who could they be? Not for nothing. I love Kenyon Drake. We all know. I mean, I just think he's a great playmaker. Um, you know, they have Willie Sneed. They added John Brown. They also got offensive line help in the draft as well. Um, you know, I, and they also really they went. I think they went linemen and then the rest defense. So they're really trying to beef up their defense. I mean, I'm just like I said, I'm like, I don't know what to make of this Raider team. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're horrible. That's just where I'm at with them. But I do like Kenyon Drake. He's always a playmaker. That's that would be the, my main focus on their roster. Not for nothing other than Josh Jacobs. But, um, you know, anyway, Brandon. Anyway, let's move on because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Fred, you're up. <laughs> It's getting late. The, uh, the Ra- I, I'm like you. The Raiders really don't don't move me. It's, I mean, they don't. Uh, 
I mean, it's the same stuff all the year. You think they're going to be, like, good, and then they go back to mediocrity. I mean, I, they did uh, sign Yannick uh, Gakwe, so that was cool. Um, Nelson Aguilar and Kenyon Drake, will it help? We don't know, man. Uh, like, I, like, like I said, like I said, Gruden, every year I try to believe in John Gruden. I'm like, all right, man, we're going to be – he's going to do well, and there's some bullshit happens. So maybe this is the year. We'll see. I'm, I'm I'm with you two guys. I'm confused. Um, you have a young running back in Jacobs, and then you sign Kenyon Drake. That's gonna hurt Jacobs during the season. Is John Brown gonna have a breakout year finally, putting on black and silver? I I don't know. I like Rugs, man. I really love Rugs, and I hope that he can explode in his second year. But it's like Gruden likes to run the ball, but then you have all these. Receivers, and then you don't throw the ball. All right, just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop, just stop. Jesus Christ, the Raiders are trash, they're gonna be trash. Let's stop. What are you talking about? Yo, they just mucked up their whole backfield. They got Malachi, Kenyon, Drake, and Jacobs. Who are you gonna take? Who are you gonna take? Like, I mean, the receivers, Waller. I mean, like, what are you gonna do with that? With that, who's getting the ball? I mean, they they got the eighth hardest uh, uh, schedule going out now. Bro, the Raiders uh, and and the, and the, and, the, and the draft, bro. the Gruden shit. The Gruden is building with linemen. He drafted a guy that he's gonna have to play out of position. Like, why are we wasting time with the Raiders right now? <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders. Let's go, man. Let's the go, Raiders. Denver. Denver. Let's the go. Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Speaking of moving on. All right, let's go to the Broncos. Um, All right, so, and, you know, listen, the acquisition of Teddy Bridgewater, I like like the running back. I wish Miami would have got him out of North Carolina, uh, Javonta Williams. You know, but but I'm not I'm not a Teddy Bridgewater guy. I don't – he's just kind of average for me. I don't see him pushing this offense. I don't don't see much out of this offense other than maybe some Javonta Williams – touchdowns at the goal line maybe that's all i pretty much see out of denver mike what do you think of denver all right so they beefed up uh i mean the defense was a big one the patrick satan pickup was big they get that, that they're going to be able to use that corner on uh like some of those players in that division kelsey uh waller um but like we still are waiting. Aaron Rodgers, y'all, still. We can still, <laughs> we can still, they can still pull this off. Cause if not, it ain't, it ain't Bridgewater. Right. It's Locke. Mike they're, is they're pushing, saying, bro. They're back saying back. that Locke is going to be the quarterback. They're not mm. saying Bridgewater is. Mm. I mean, that's, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, it's Locke that ends up being that QB. Ugh. And that, and then that whole offense goes to trash. That's Ugh. what I'm saying. So that's your only hope with them. And that, and that I, was my, and that was my thing, Mike. Like, I would, I, I just want to piggyback off of that real quick. Like, who is going to be the starting Who? Who is going to be the starting quarterback in Denver? Is it going to be Locke? I would have told you, but you skipped me. I know I did. I did. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you, Freddie. Nobody wants to hear you. <laughs> but no, seriously, who, who's going to be the quarterback? Are any? I think it's going to be Bridgewater. Are any of you guys really going to draft? Really go into the draft saying I want that Bronco player? Just like Freddie said about the Colts player. Is there anybody? That jumps out, jumps out to you like maybe Judy. Judy, maybe, yeah, Judy. Maybe Judy, Judy will be in there. Judy maybe, be but there. but then Mike, who's throwing them the ball? That's like the Jason point. Said, Bridgewater hard. is 
is average. He's it's, average. It's tough. It's like, like, yeah, like but he's, like, but he's a little bit better than Locke, I believe. Like Locke, Locke has been shit the last like, couple of years. But how much better is Bridgewater than Locke? Like, how much? Right, is- that's a fair point. You're right. See, see, like, we're thinking about the Bridgewater from Carolina. We got to think about the Bridgewater from Minnesota. When he, when he, he came back from injury, he was playing good. Locke had two years with the same team, and he is terrible. I mean, they'll be better off to go with Bridgewater. Yeah, but in that Minnesota team, he had weapons. I to be fair, so yeah, I, but, but that Denver Denver got weapons. They they got good receivers out here in Denver, you know, and they had a pretty good defense. If they could find a stable quarterback, they'll be good. And right, I think that's, that's exactly what Bridgewater is. I think Bridgewater is a is a is a stable quarterback. That's all he is. He's gonna get. He's gonna manage the game. Yeah, but but you got weapons, and do you want a game manager? Do you want a quarterback that's like like Mike says, Aaron Rodgers would get Aaron Rodgers. Was that Aaron Rodgers? Four receivers that he got there, like man, Rodgers would fit perfect. But like it's like, man, if Elway is smart, if Elway is smart, he's gonna go get Aaron Rodgers. If if anybody can keep Aaron Rodgers' ego, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. If he goes into Denver, now we talking. Now we talking. That's that's Super Bowl. That's Super Bowl championships championship right there, Mike. I agree with you. Well, all I got to say about this show is Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. Boy, he's we'll all over. All see. right. Well, we're going to move on to our final segment with Mary Jane Cooper Esquire to bring to talk about some legal mm-hmm. news. But before we do that, we're going to go to our final commercial break brought to our friends by Digital Brew. Hey gang, Commissioner Cooper here. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever found yourself stressing to capture leads that visit your website? Or how about a new video for your company? Our friends at Digital Brew can help. Digital Brew is an animation studio that specializes in making sweet videos that are lead generating machines. Digital Brew is always our number one overall pick for any of our animation movie needs. Visit them online today at digitalbrew.com to see what the Brew Crew can do for you. All right, as promised, we have our legal expert in Mary Jane Cooper here to discuss legal matters around the league. Welcome to the studio, Miss Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Thank you very much. What's up, sister? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, Lee. Good, good, Tony. Oh, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Getting late, apparently. All right. Um, so, Mary Jane, what did you come to talk about with us today? Well, um, the thing that I had planned to discuss is that the NFL recently had a lawsuit um, within the last year or so by two um, black players um in the NFL who were denied dementia claims um so the concussion protocol and the like subsequent payouts that the NFL has been doing um they are like paying out for damages to players who were hurt who uh then had like resulting injuries like dementia alzheimer's um traumatic brain injuries and things like that so there was a lawsuit that was filed um, actually out of Pennsylvania, um, and the judge actually dismissed their suit in April. 
Um, so just last month. Which means that they aren't going to be able to get compensated for any type of long-term, like, what does that mean? Yeah, so basically, um, they're not getting the compensation, and the reason is from race norming. Um, so it's like a process that um, basically the doctors who do the evaluations to see if you qualify to receive a claim, um, they use a process called race norming. Now, it's not the doctor's fault. The doctors have said it's not our fault, but we feel like we're responsible because we're using the system that the NFL gave us. So basically, it's like a, a, a checklist where they go through um, what race this person is, and then they get a particular score, a cognitive score, saying that this is their, pos their, their most likely cognitive ability pre injury pre playing in the NFL. And so then because they give them a lower score than they would a white player, when they show deficits, the deficits aren't as big as a white player who was scored initially higher. So the white players are getting paid out and the black players are not. So it's done by percentage as far as cognitivity. So like, basically, like if I put it on like a really small scale, like let's say these doctors in their scale say, all right, white players, they had a cognitive score of 100. Black players have a cognitive score of 80, right? And then a white and a black player both go with the exact same injury. And let's say their cognitive ability score now post-injury is 40, right? Mm -hmm. So that's that's a 60% reduction for a, a white player, which is more than like the 50%, which would then qualify them. Whereas for a black player, it's exactly 50%. So they could possibly be denied. Right. So that's the reason um, that they feel like, you know, the, the neuropsychologists are feeling responsible because basically they're like implicit in what's going on because they're using the, you know, the score that they're being made to use by the NFL. The NFL said, Oh, we didn't make them use that score, but these are the, this is the parameters you gave these doctors. You specifically instructed them on how to do this. So when they dismissed the suit, the judge who dismissed the suit in Pennsylvania was like, um, basically, I'm going to set this up for mediation and the same people that created these scores and created this race norming where they came up with a new uh, a number specific to each race. Um, those people are going to go back in a room outside the eyes of the public, you know, not in a court where everything's recorded and they're going to be mediating, quote unquote, um, so basically, you know, the response from, uh, black players and their families is this is bullshit. Um, because they're just, it's the same people that created these problems. So nothing's going to change and no one's going to know any different because it's just not going to change. <laughs> so now do they have any recourse now that that ruling has been made? Is there any recourse for them? Um, any, can they bring it to a higher court? Things of that nature? Yes, of course. And um, their uh, attorneys uh, said that they 
they will be appealing this decision. So once they file that appeal to go to the the uh, court above that district court that ruled. And right now, there's only two players that's filing um, the suit. So no, but they're the two named players. So usually, okay. when there's a, like a class action, you have to have named parties, right? Because you have to provide that you have standing. Um, so standing is like a legal thing. Like I have the right because I played in the NFL. This is my name, etc. And so before a lawsuit can move forward, it can't be like, you know, this group of African-American athletes that played for the NFL. There has to be named parties. So they're unnamed parties currently as well. But the two named parties, um, they are uh, Kevin Henry and uh, I don't remember the first the first name, but it was Davenport. Um, I'm saying if it, is, if it doesn't make you upset that, you know, mm-hmm. we're not hearing more about this. And that the fact that the race even plays into anything as far right. as how anybody is compensated or whatever, it goes to show you how far we still have come. And it's like, we numb. We got so much other stuff that we're dealing with. We don't even, we, it's so far off our radar that this is still a thing. Right. Because of race, a guy doesn't get the same equal that uh, just based on the color of the skin, it just goes to show you how far we still have to go. And that's what's messed up. Right. It's crazy. I mean, this race norming happens like in so many different fields, not just, you know, here, but like, like in medicine, for example, they were saying like, I remember there was a, an article about the opioid epidemic and um, how like the African-American community isn't really heavily into it. And the reason behind it is so fucked up. Excuse Can I say that? Yeah, of course. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, it's the shit show. <laughs> it's the shit show. Um, the reason behind it is so messed up. Be- and, and what they said, doctors, what doctors said was when African-American people come with the same kind of complaints of pain and things like that, they are like dismissed. 70% less likely to get a prescription for pain medication than a white person. Mm, Which then led to that opioid epidemic in a, you know, it's a primarily white problem, right? Like, so it's just crazy um, to think about. But, you know, this race norming stuff happened, like started in like the the 70s as like a way of like affirmative action, basically. So it was like, well, um, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to put everybody on a, uh, an equal playing field and actually race norming was like you know white people were like this is racist against white people um (laughs) because basically what they were what they were doing is they would qualify people of different ethnicities um higher than white people they would score them higher for certain jobs because they were trying to create diversity in that field and um yeah so that's how it's crazy yeah. Well, I know that you were here last week and I didn't get a chance to talk to you, but uh, since we're talking about black people in trouble in the NFL, I want to talk to you about the Deshaun Watson. Somebody nudge Fred. Wake him up. I think he's still... Is Fred, you there? Jesus, oh, put him on everybody. mute or something. So, uh, Snoring, all this bullshit. Bro, so I was going to ask you, Deshaun Watson, so we talked about you. I mean, I know uh, we talked about some of the stuff that he has going on um, and legally. So I was curious when I was listening to you talk, I was wondering if 
Like, what are other legal ramifications that we don't hear about? Like, what's the stuff that happens to these players that we hear, we see the headlines and what the NFL is going to fine him and whatever and this, that, any other. But does the league, like, is that done, like, do garnishments and and, and um, can sponsors sue a player when they get into trouble, like, with the way Deshaun Watson, like any other sponsors, can they sue Deshaun Watson? If he's, uh, you know, allegedly, if he like pays these people uh, in a civil case, like if he ends like up paying settles. out, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course they can. Um, I mean, first and foremost, I think what they would do is they would obviously cancel their contract with him, um, so he would lose that money. Um, he's also going to have, you know, repercussions. Like, for example. If he was, you know, who are his, like, sponsors right now? Do you know, like, offhand? Um, I think he does have Nike, at least. I don't Nike. know the other ones. I've yet. seen on a commercial for, uh, man, I forget what it, what it is. But he's been, he's been on commercials. Gatorade. For I think he had Gatorade. Okay. But Nike, I know I know Nike's, I think they suspended the endorsement with him. They didn't, they didn't drop him. They, like, suspended it. Yeah. Right. Um, well, they can they can definitely sue because it's a tarnishment of their image. Right. But they would, it's, it's kind of like far fetched. If they did that, it would be for their own publicity because they're not going to get anything because ultimately they'd have to prove a loss like this loss to our product. We lost this much money after this happened and it's directly related. And it would be really hard for them to ever prove that. Um, so I remember if, back if in the you day ever when... saw that it was because they were trying to be, they were trying to make a public statement. Like we don't endorse mm-hmm. this kind of shit. I remember back in the day when Mike Vick got into his problems and then yeah. Nike just went south on him and, you know, tried to get money back because they felt like, you know, they had put all this money into his promotion of, you know, his ads and everything. And they, so they ended up not coming out with anything, but I don't think Deshaun Watson will, you know, gar- will garner that kind of attention he- and but I mean, Nike did sign back Michael Vick, so I mean, right, I got right. Michael Vick in my closet now that came out like two years ago. But I got, I, Nike, I, I, we're, I, we're clear I, that Nike has short term memory. We're we're really clear on that. <laughs> they but, they forgive real quick. But um, I have one question, one one last question from me, um, Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Now, if these these accusations come, you know, come out to be false, and with all the evidence or not evidence there, does can Deshaun and does he have a good chance if he sues them back for like defamation do you think he has a good chance absolutely yeah definitely I mean he already can prove his injury I mean he had what six teams that were vying for him right um at the end of last year right big numbers yeah And, and now he's got nobody knocking on his door so yeah he's got and I mean the longevity of his career I was talking about last last week like I mean his career is like right now, just like up in the air, you know, like this could break him completely. So yeah, if this, if this all comes out as false and just damaging of his reputation, yeah, absolutely. He could sue them. Um, More than likely he isn't going to get anything because all these women are clearly trying to, you know, from him, so they probably don't have anything else, you know. MJ, what's your gut feeling? Is uh, Deshaun cutting some checks? He's gonna be cutting some checks, right? Nah, he's, he's cutting some checks. He's nah, definitely not going to be settling. 
He's already <laughs> denied settling. He won't be settling. He demanded trial in all of his cases. Mm. You ain't put your feet down like that if you you, you don't think you're innocent, bro. Mm. I think my clean. Mm. Yeah, and I I think I one one thing I wanted to expand on my uh, point you were making with Mike Vick and the correlation with him. I actually think the exact opposite. I was saying that last week that you know this that Me Too movement so big right now. So this is you know one of those like you know this athlete can just you know put his penis where he wants to basically kind of thing. I can I can see a bigger outcry um, for him than Mike Vick to be quite frank with you if it becomes all out there and all true. I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's all speculation at this point. But I I do think from the evidence that I've seen in these cases that, that exist right now, there's literally nothing. There's no evidence. And honestly, I think they'd be hard-pressed. I would, If I was his attorney, I would absolutely take every one of these fucking cases to trial because mm. it is your word against mm. my word. There is no witnesses. There is no video. Mm. So... A jury, I would ask for a jury oh. trial every fucking time. And and you know, I would I would take my chances because I think these women um can easily be impeached or you know, they can dig up whatever shit against these women. Everybody's got skeletons in their closet. You know what I'm saying? So um I I think I think he's gonna come out on top to be honest. But I hope but, Deshaun you know, pays money because after I traded him last year, he blew up. <laughs> I hope they end up making him pay every dollar. I, I know he's guilty. He got a guilty man's eyes. <laughs> I look at him. He don't smirk right. I know he's guilty. Watch. I'm telling you. I mean, pay a check. Uh, like I said before. Cut the check, like, Deshaun. All these, all these accusations, like that many, consistent, it is fishy, but they do all have weird. the same attorney. So, you know, we can't say. I find it weird. I do. Yeah. Timing is just crazy that the the minute he says I want out of Houston, I refuse to play, all these women start coming out of the woodworks. I, I, I don't know. To me, conspiracy, I think the Houston Texans got something to find. That's just just, just me though. That's me. Yeah, that it's it's a crazy it's, story. And and it and if it like I said, it does sound weird. Like we talked last week about, you know, the story's all the same and that. So you know, who knows? We got to kind of let it play out. But um, that's why we have our legal expert in here so she can analyze how we go. And one other quick note, um, Mike is very infamous. It's your trash is always another man's treasure when it comes to fantasy. That, my friend, is fact. Mary Jane Cooper, thank you so much for joining us in the studio again. Like to have you again next week. And I'm sure there'll be something else interesting to talk about. Fans, again, if you want to email the show anything for Miss Mary Jane, again, it's tssfantasy at yahoo.com. You can just address uh, Miss Mary Jane for any questions that you have. Thank you again. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that will do it for this week. We appreciate the time you spent with us. The shit show is out. Cut the check to Sean. Yeah. Follow us on IG, Facebook, TSS. You see how it made sense to do it at the end? Yes. Good job. Hey, I, thank you, oh everyone. I, I sent pictures of candles. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. We're in, we're in here right now. We'll go ahead and do that right that's now. Why, that's why he kept... That's why he kept... He's fucking texting me while the show's on. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, fucking, I'm fucking trying to record. I can't hear you fucking dinging. 
Yo, babe, we're, fi- we're finally done, babe. Yo, listen, whoever's fucking pouring water and whatever the fuck else was going on. That was Fred, bro. Fucking that wasn't me. I am thirsty as fuck right now. I'm parked. on mute at least. Damn, bro. You're making this shit sound dumb. That was All fucking right. Greg in his closet drinking Freddy, Kool-Aid. Freddie, Freddie, yeah. clean your nose, bro. Freddie, clean your nose. Like, your breathing so heavy on the fucking mic. <laughs> Dude, I even got my air purifier going right now. Like, what the fuck? All I... He got, he got, he got those breathe away strips on his nose. Come on, oh, those things are the best. That was so stupid. All right, y'all going, man. Appreciate y'all. Hopefully in the morning. All right, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.